There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seems like we're doing this once an hour now. My Talk 107.1 is KTMY FM, HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. I need information I thought you might be able to help. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Now tell us everything, everything. Lady Gaga's dog walker, Ryan Fisher, who was shot while out for a stroll with her French Bulldogs in L.A. last week, posted to social media today discussing the ambush and thanking Lady Gaga for her support. Fisher also expect, uh, expressed optimism about his recovery, with Fisher's family telling TMZ last weekend that they expect him to make a full recovery. And now, according to LAPD, the two French Bulldogs that were stolen were returned safely to Gaga over the weekend. I'm so glad. Good luck to her. Yeah. Or, I mean, good luck. Congrats to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, everyone going to make a recovery. Yeah. Everyone's recovered. It's recovered. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. Yeah. And uh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts are teaming up for a new movie. It's called Ticket to Paradise. George Great. and. <laughs> wow. You don't want two Sorry. tickets? I don't want two. T- I don't even want one ticket. Hot I want ticket? zero tickets. I love me some Julia Roberts. But, Holly, you missed it. I have confessed my disdain for George Clooney. I mean, I kind of understand it. I get it. Oh, he's... Uh, I get I get mm-hmm. it. Well, if you want two tickets to Paradise, talk to Eddie Money two about that. Two cheeseburgers in paradise. No, but George and Julia... Song. <laughs> I don't even know where we are in time and space anymore. But in this movie, if you're interested... George and Julia will play a divorced couple who travel to Bali to stop their daughter from getting married. Again... I shan't be seeing it. You okay? (laughs) Finally, surprise, Alec and Hilaria Hillary Baldwin have welcomed a new baby into their family. Surprise! What? Hilaria, Hillary, what are we going to call her? Hillary, we're calling her Hillary. Hillary Thomas Baldwin. Mm -hmm. So Hillary. From Boston. From Boston. From Boston. She packed a car mm-hmm. and showed a photo of her newborn on Instagram writing the number seven and a red heart emoji. Now, the new baby comes months after Hillary gave birth to her son Eduardo in September. Okay, so. that doesn't work. Well, you know, babies come from lots of places. This one didn't well, okay. come from her hoo-ha. Yeah, I was going to say, like, why are we being I don't vague think about so. it? Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're... Be- because Hillary wants attention and we're giving it yeah, to her now. She's like, I'm, I'm done pretending I'm from Spain. Now I'm going to make mysteries. Yeah. I hate that Holly, ding. We got to get you a new ding. Yeah. That is a what? While you were gone, Holly, the ding 
went away, so but that was the best. We, uh, we'll work on that. Yeah, it's a I terrible. We need a better day. Okay, well, we got. We'll work on that I'm for now. Some ham sandwiches. Ham. That ham smells good. Ham. Bradley is uh, exploring his buttons. <laughs> Welcome back, Holly. Thank you. For more, check out mytalk1071.com or download the MyTalk app. Thanks for alerting us. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on MyTalk1071. I am barely breathing and I can't find the air. Don't know Everybody, welcome to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Crack a window. Air it out. Happy Monday, everybody. Hi. Hi. And uh, do we have our friend with us? Yes, we do. You guys, uh, in case you missed it, last night. The Golden Globes telecast occurred on NBC, and uh, we've invited our friend Paul McGuire Grimes to the show to kind of recap the whole experience with us. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Hello. Hello. It's great to be here. Hi. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad to have you here, especially because on Friday when we got to talk to you about what kinds of things we should be watching over the weekend, we did not get to talk about your Golden Globes predictions. Right. And so now, retroactively, we must ask you, uh, how did everything go? You know, I think I, I, my predictions were fairly on, but there were certainly some curveballs, some random uh, people that won. I don't know, maybe not random. Some random people I, that won. <laughs> like, they just gave like, awards to people Joe on the street. Joe from Iowa. They were like, you did a great job just showing up, Joe. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> no, there were certainly some predict- some unpredictable moments in terms of who was winning. That's what I mean. You know, that is really throwing a curveball in award season because some, like, I'm really thinking of the women, Andrew Day, Rosamund Pike, Jodie Foster, those three, you know, Andrew Day won for the United States versus Billie Holiday, and she doesn't have a SAG nomination to go along with that. You know, like, I don't think people really expected her to win. I think there was a lot of momentum for Carrie Mulligan or even maybe even Viola Davis for Ma Rainey. So, uh, Andrew Day, completely shocked and surprised. The same could be said for Jodie Foster, who yeah. mm-hmm. won Best Supporting Actress she, for the Mauritanian. You know, with her in her pajamas upstairs while people partied <laughs> downstairs, did whole... not seem to expect that she was going to win last night. That was a whole Ooh. bizarre moment, right? Am I right? Like, they're at home in jammies, right. she and her yep. wife with the dog, and it looks like it's just the two of them. And then suddenly you hear a big scream from downstairs, and she's like, oh, those are my friends. Like, she's having a party. Yeah. You know, and I think because she does not have a SAG nomination, that she was not nominated for a Critics' Choice Award, the Golden Globe was kind of like, oh, okay, that nomination's kind of out of left field. And in a sense, that movie had not been seen yet by people. I don't even think it's that in the zeitgeist amongst other people that were nominated. Yeah. So 
we don't. I, I have no idea who's going to go and win these awards, come Oscars, because they're not even. You know, the, the nominations aren't out yet, but they don't have other nominations in the rest of the awards season. You know, I think that the men. Chadwick Boseman for Best Actor in a Drama, and then Daniel Kaluuya for Best Supporting Actor. I would not be surprised if we continue to see their names called throughout every award show coming up. I um I would just like to say I'm glad to see the Women of the Crown getting some respect. Yes, that was lovely. I mean, I when we when I first watched Julian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher in the Crown, I thought she's going to win every award that she is nominated for, well, she, and she kicked it off last night. Mm-hmm. And she's doing that thing that, you know, actors need to do in this day and age to get an award, and that's do a spot-on impression, which she did. Also, I would just like to point out, because I had this conversation with Jamie on the couch, um, I was like, you know she's British, right? And he, because she, did you notice that she accepted her speech last night with an American accent? Mm-hmm. I didn't even catch that. I so, do know that she's British, but I didn't even catch that she was using an American accent. I couldn't stop thinking about this because, Bradley, you blew my mind with this information. And so when she was accepting her award, I was listening intently. So she accepted the award with an American accent um, for a role that she did with a British accent. She has lived in both the United States and the United Kingdom and can go back and forth and has said in an interview that I listened to her do with an American interviewer in British English that she often will determine what accent to use based on, you know, the, the you know, circumstances that of that interview. So strange to me. So I was like, why is she doing, it's the crowd, why is she doing British? I mean, maybe because it's the Golden Globe. I don't know. That yeah. is just, and, and I loved seeing Emma Corrin won for Best Actress in a Drama because she was phenomenal as Diana. You know, and it was great to see um, Olivia Coleman like, so happy to see her win. And then Josh O'Connor go, going yeah. and winning for Prince yeah. Charles. Too. It wasn't just the ladies. Yeah. I yeah. will say, I think, and I want to kind of take a pivot and talk a little bit about the telecast, but I did appreciate the way there's, there seemed to be something more oddly more intimate about watching the the colleagues of the winner reacting to mm-hmm. the winner's speech. Because yes. you knew that they were watching from their homes. They weren't sitting at a table distracted by the people sitting around them, you know, probably pouring another glass of champagne. It, there was something that seemed a little bit more intimate about it. Um, yeah. I would prefer to see co-star reactions yeah. than other people in the category reactions yeah. to them having to gracefully lose. Like, I'd rather have, like, if I was going to go and win some award, I'd rather have the audience panning on you guys cheering me on versus my competitor that's, like, grumbling that I'm winning, you know? like There was a know, moment like, when Dan Levy was accepting that they had the camera on Eugene Levy for an awkwardly long time, which oh, I loved because I was like, that's right. his dad. And, and it happened that my son had walked into the my youngest son had walked into the room at that time, and... And he was like, "Why? Who's that guy? Why is he smiling like that?" I go, "That's his dad." And they worked together on this. I mean, it was you know, there was something just very sweet about that. But what did you think about the telecast in general? I thought it was actually fairly well done. I mean, when you think about the fact that they had to pull off a not only the hosts doing it by coastal, but then you're having all of the nominees all on their own Zooms or however they logged in from various countries, various time zones, various internet connections, 
Like, it's very tricky to pull off. And then to have to go and edit that live and figure out which camera you're going to try to, like, go on. I just know by doing junkets on a much smaller scale how tricky that can be, especially if your Wi-Fi or Internet goes out right when you need it to the most. So, like, I was very forgiving of all of, like, the technical glitches. But there were some still some, like, oddball things. Like, I didn't need to see the, like, waiting room of the five in the category that before the commercial break. Getting was ready for, like... so awkward. It was so awkward. I, I, mean, so awkward. I actually... The thing I liked about that was that you got to... It's like peeling behind the curtain in a way that we don't normally get to see. Right. And I did, like... I did enjoy sort of the, like, weird... It was uncomfortable, and it was certainly not right. something that, like was well produced but at the same time just from the curiosity standpoint like getting to see how they interacted with each other was fascinating yeah. like i don't remember who uh was holding up her dog i think it was oh, um, yeah. um from it it? american horror story Sarah Paulson, yeah, Sarah Paulson was holding yeah. up her dog, and then she was asking somebody else, like, "Where's your cat?" And mm. I was like, "Oh my god, right. they know each other." So that it, kind of stuff, I know um, it probably came read as you know hokey or disjointed, but you know, just from someone who follows these people, you know, Al Pacino right. taking a nap, yeah, Al Pacino, I, yeah, in general. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I always think it's fun to see, like, what are people going to wear for this type of occasion? Like, when you're on Zoom or at home, like, do you go a little less? Do you do the Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. sweatshirt route? Or do you put on the the full Louis Vuitton dress like Regina King wore? And just to kind of see people's backdrops. And then Daniel Kaluuya, I don't know if, if it, he forgot to unmute oh. or if the tech the tech end forgot to like turn it on his you know it just is i was like no don't do this to daniel so i was glad that they were yeah. able to get him back and yeah. i think right. people forget that he has a british accent as well right. especially when you watch judas and the black messiah and i really love that he got to win so that people go and check out that movie i mean i love talking to him for that like i talked to everyone for that movie and i just want people to see it and understand the history lesson and what you can take away from it and i'm hoping that movies like that can help I will say, I'm going to just say this, uh, I I truly, truly, in my deepest heart of hearts, hope that this is the last time the Golden Globes has to do an awkward, you know, I'm just hoping we're like in the last wave of awkward award shows because of the pandemic, because as, as um, it is a total marvel of production that they made that happen. And there right. were definitely like things that were kind of cute about it. I think we're all ready to go back to normal. Um, it it was it was hard to watch, and maybe part it, of that is because the novelty has worn off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it you know it helped us like we didn't get a lot of montage, which I appreciated yeah. either. Like I think there is something about this format that kind of helps take away the like we're taking ourselves too seriously at the same time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I do think it did allow for an intimacy that you don't normally get in an awards show that there is people, people pay attention when they're alone and on camera in a way that they don't normally do when you're in a group uh, or in a giant room filled with a bunch of people, even if you're on stage. I mean, you're right. It's, 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 it's different anyway, um, because you're not mm-hmm. interacting with live people around you or for that audience. So I thought that that was, you know, that was just a, an interesting way to perceive who these people are behind, you know, their typically well-polished 
celebrity veneer. Veneer, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that the Golden Globes, too, to pivot in a different direction, needs to address their diversity problems. You know, we saw Tina and Amy talk about that in their monologue, and then the president and other board members came on stage for about 30 seconds to talk about their lack of black members in the the, um, Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So I'm hoping that this year they can really take that into consideration and actually make change. Absolutely. Well, Paul, I wish we could keep you. I wish we could talk all hour. Um, But we we have to let you get back to your life. And we have a dirt alert to get to and a ton of dirt to get to. But thank you for joining us to talk about the Golden Globes. Paul McGuire Grimes. Thanks, Paul. From Paul's trip to the movies, you can check him out online. You can uh, see him on all of his social media channels and make sure you check out his youtube channel because he does interview a lot of the people that we saw last night accepting awards all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show elizabeth reese is going to bring us all the dirt straight from hollywood it's a dirt alert on my talk 1071.